That is more like it. The Celtics give us a glimpse of what they're supposed to look like on offense. Jalen Brown gives me some quotes that I could set to music. And Joe Mazzula gives Grant Williams a little dose of reality and a wake-up call. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every day with a free fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Also watch the show on YouTube. You can hop into a growing community of Celtics fans, 10,000 subscribers. Thank you again for letting me hit that milestone. Lots of people in the comment sections having in the, in this comment section, having a good conversation there. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston sports journal, and I've written a book called Boston Celtics, all time, all stars. I played the game once upon a time today. I'm coming to you after the Boston Celtics, 117, 113. It shouldn't have been that close win over the Cleveland Cavaliers later on in the third segment, Grant Williams, DNP coaches decision. What? Really? Interesting move, Joe Missoula. I'll talk about that in the third segment. We'll get to some of the individual performances in the second segment. Al Horford, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. I feel like everybody, we talk about guys being a star in their role. Kendrick Perkins, all the guys who talk about the, the 08 team, that's what those guys were. And I, I just did the, the whole book thing with Perk, and one of the conversations we had on, on stage was Doc telling him, be a star in your role. I feel like we saw that, especially in the second and third quarters. I want to start, though, with those second and third quarters where the Celtics showed what they could actually be. I talk about, and, and Tom in yesterday's podcast kind of played into all of this and talk about how the Celtics, they, they really should get that top seed. They really should be gunning for that top seed. You want to have that home court at, at, in every series. You don't want to have to travel right away. You don't want to add any extra miles, any extra trips up in the plane team plane. Be damned. I don't care. I don't want a guy up in a pressurized cabin. I don't want a guy to having to travel and pack and, and, and sleep in a hotel bed. I want as much normalcy as possible. So I want that top seed. That's what I want for the Boston Celtics. However, one of the kind of side effects of if you if you fall to two, and you know maybe maybe you play instead of Cleveland in the in the second round, which if they stay where they are, a one four series would be Celtics Cleveland. That's kind of what made this game so important. You know, a 1-4 series, you kind of want to send a message to say, hey, if this is 1-4, I want to let you guys know that it's not going to be uh, the as great a matchup as you think, and we're here to, to kind of wax you guys a little bit. 
if you fall to two, you get Philly and Boston just kind of has a thing with Philly and, and, and they, they can beat Philly. And, and, and most people are sitting there saying, yeah, maybe we do want Philadelphia in the second round. So this sec, this, this game really was kind of important. And, and I thought that second quarter, third quarter where the Celtics outscored Cleveland by 20, 70 to 50. That's a big number to put up over two quarters, 70 points. They, uh, Jason Tatum put up 33. He had 33 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists in the second and third quarter alone. That's how good he was. And he did it by attacking first. I, <laughs> I said that Jalen had quotes that I could set to music. And the, this is it. He, after the game, in the locker room, he was asked about the Knicks game. And he said, and now he remember he didn't play, so he's watching from home. We start off the game shooting way too many threes. Right away. Boom. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. You got me, JB. You got me. You're speaking my language, buddy. And he says, even tonight, we didn't start off the game shooting fantastic, but being able to score in transition, get some open shots, creating for others, open the game up for everybody. And then later on, he talked about the three pointers again. Asked about the three-pointers. He said, you got to get those paint touches first. Oh, boom, baby. Yes. Give me that sweet paint touch quote. Set this thing to a, a standing baseline, a guy playing the little drums with the brushes, and just one cool dude in the back with an old trumpet that he's had for like 30 years. And he says, usually I'm that guy. Usually I'm the one creating that paint threat, trying to sneak the defense in a little bit, create that pressure for us to get open threes. I think there's a difference between just swinging around the perimeter a little bit and not having the physical presence in the paint. Oh, give me a second with that quote, because Jalen is saying everything that I've been saying all year long. Do not just swing the ball around the perimeter. That's fake ball movement. That's fake ball movement. Get it into the middle, collapse the defense, kick it out. And what do you know? What do you know? The Celtics, when they started attacking, even with Evan Mobley, even with Jared out, even with all those guys out there, it doesn't matter. When you attack, when you move the ball and you say, hey, we're still going to attack and they're still going to collapse, even if, even if the guy attacking has no intent on actually scoring, they're not going to let you just get into the... I, if I collapse the defense and I get into the middle of the paint, they're not going to say, well, he doesn't want to score, so we're just not going to guard him in the middle of the paint. No one's going to say that. Every, your primary instinct is to protect the rim. So even if you drive and you say, yeah, I expect... They're bigs, everybody to collapse and, and really keep me from getting to the rim. I'm just going to kick it out to that guy who suddenly seems very wide open. And if they, they re recover, they're scrambling. So swing. Oh, they recover to that? Swing. Keep swinging. Keep going. The Celtics ran some early offense uh, in the first quarter, and it was just gorgeous, gorgeous basketball. Horford throwing an alley-oop to Robert Williams. It's just everything going the way it should be going because the Celtics didn't care that there were shot blockers there and settle for threes. They 
got into the paint anyway, relied on using natural human instincts and said, yeah, we're going to get them to collapse the defense, and then we're going to start spraying, and then we're going to start kicking. After the game, Joe Mazzula was asked if the Celtics took enough three-pointers, and he said no because the Celtics took 32 three-pointers, but they made 16. I feel like they took enough because that's what the game asked for. 32 three-pointers. That's perfect. They shot 39 of 78, 50%. Perfect. 16 of 32 from three. Great. Those were the shots that you worked for. Those are the shots that you got. The Celtics ended up taking, and I know Joe Mazzola is going to hate this. They took 78 shots to the 92 that the Cavs got, but the Celtics hit six more of their, their three-point attempts. The Celtics won the free throw battle by 10. And, and let's be fair. The Celtics did get a little bit of a gift here with, with the Cavs missing a ton of, uh, of free throws. The, the Cavs went 13 of 21 from the line. Celtics were 23 of 28. They got more free throws, though, because they were aggressive. Tatum got going because he was aggressive. Tatum, four of six from three. He took two early three-pointers, no passes, no side, he just sidestep. He airballed one. It was the end of the first quarter. They The, the Cavs got a, a leak out with three and a half seconds on the clock. They, they get the length of the floor in a dunk in three seconds. Tatum misses his first two three-pointers. But then in the second quarter, he gets the putback, that big monster putback slam. He gets to the rim. He gets to the line. He took 14 free throws in this game. Perfect, 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 perfect. 41 points. You only took six three-pointers. Love it. Love it. That's how you do it. That's how you run this offense. That's how you do it. I don't care that they only got 78 shots because they got quality shots, quality shots, quality over quantity for me. Give me the good looks. Give me the hard work because what you're going to get instead of shot attempts, is free throw attempts. You could have taken 10 more jumpers, but you would have taken 10 fewer free throws or 15 fewer free throws. So Tatum, perfect, perfect game for me. Almost perfect. Just beautiful. It was an absolutely beautiful game. Get more into some of these other individual performances in just a second. First... Today's show brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're psyched to have them on board. And you're saying, well, I'm new to FanDuel because if you're in Massachusetts, FanDuel is not even yet available. It's going to be very, very soon. But you as a new customer, now you get the no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download that FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, super easy to use. Tons of ways to get the money in. You can get the money out directly into your bank account. You can get it as soon as a couple of hours in in, uh, many cases. And you can bet on anything, everything from the money line, the point scores, the three-pointers drained. Uh, I feel bad 
for the people who bet Celtics plus, I think, four and a half or five after this game because the Celtics botched the ending of this game. Donovan Mitchell came out and it seems like the entire Celtics team just said, you know what? He's out. They quit. We're done. And in the matter of like a minute and a half, the Celtics lead went from 15 to five. And a late Darius Garland three-pointer made it a four-point game. So you got to know what you're doing here. And this is why I tell you to gamble responsibly. That was a tough one. But if you want to take a shot at it, don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Learn more there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official and official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, please, please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked On NBA. That Locked On NBA feed has a couple of great podcasts, the Locked On NBA podcast, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. Big picture look at the league every day, the big stories. Locked On Game to Game is uh, something you'll hear me on that as well giving my take on what happened in the game, usually about a minute, minute and a half uh, from each side on what happened in the game. Great way to get caught up on both sides of the story. Check both out wherever you get your podcasts. More on the uh, individual performances here. I thought everything worked out so great for the Celtics. I thought we saw stars in their roles in this game. Al Horford, 8 of 10, 23 points, season high. Six of eight from three. Six makes from three is a career high. Ties a career high. 23 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. Just, he was unstoppable, on fire, hitting everything. Uh, I, I, get, I, I still want to, I guess, go back to, to Jason Tatum for just a second. Because I thought his overall game, 11 rebounds, eight assists. He led the team with eight assists. He led the team with 41 points. Um he, aside from the bigs, 62% shooting from three. I mean, 62% shooting overall, 66, four of six from three, six, almost 67%. 11 of 14 from the line, the aggressiveness. Uh, that was, that was as good a Tatum game after all of the stuff. And he, he's, I still feel like he needs rest. And after the game, he talked about, you know, I, I just I just love playing so much, and uh, Brad Stevens has asked me to play a little bit less. I, people after the after hearing that, people were saying, "Oh, I'm so encouraged, man! I love hearing that from a player." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's great. I love hearing that from a player too. I'm glad that he wants to play. Also, team force him to play less because one of the things I was worried about with Tatum is the the recent stretch of." Oh, he shoots 30%. Now he shoots 60%. What's he going to shoot on Friday against Brooklyn? He's going to still shoot 60%. I mean, I wouldn't expect that, but can he shoot 45%? Can he shoot in the high 40% range? Can he get a decent percentage? All or Is he just hot or is he cold? And if you're running hot and cold, it still tells me you're tired. And maybe the homestand will help him out. I haven't, I still haven't wavered. I haven't changed my opinion uh, as far as Tatum goes all that much. I still feel like he needs time off 
time away, and I still feel like they can get it to him like next week or something. So anyway, Al Horford, 80%, uh, Robert Williams, 4 4-4, 100%. He had a double-double. Tatum, Horford, and Robert Williams all had 11 rebounds apiece. So three double-doubles there. Uh, I mean, unreal. Almost a triple-double for Jason Tatum. I thought Rob was spectacular in, in his role. He had a few offensive rebounds. He had a few assists. He had a couple of blocks. He had a, uh, a steal, but I'm surprised to only see one steal go down for, for Robert Williams because I feel like he had a ton of deflections. But defensively, the Celtics were playing really, really well. They, I think, sacrificed. They, I think the decision from Missoula was basically, we're going to roll with, we're going to try to switch as best we can on the perimeter. We're going to stick with the, the bigs. We're going to try to hang with the bigs, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and try to keep them off the boards, keep them off the offensive boards. And, hey, you know, the Celtics did a great job. I think limiting the offensive rebounding was one of the key, might have been the key to the game uh, as far as being able to blow it wide open, where in the first quarter, the Celtics were out-rebounded 10 to 4, or they, they gave up, no, it was 10, it was 10 second-chance points that they gave up in the first quarter. Then they gave up six the rest of the way, which is huge. Um and in fact, they were outscored 10-4 in second chance points in the first quarter, and they ended up tied by the end of the game, 16-16. So that that tells you how good a job the Celtics did uh, on the boards. And, and the front line there, Tatum, uh, Horford, Rob Williams, did a great job there rebounding. Uh, like I said, 11 rebounds apiece. They really did. They really buckled down there. Uh, Marcus Smart didn't shoot well, 3 of 11, but I thought he played well. He ended up with 14 points, 6 of 8 from the line, some big free throws late in the game. He uh, he made some great defensive plays. Uh, he had a couple of steals here, three steals, two assists. I thought he he was great at pushing the pace, so I think Marcus did a good job. Jalen, he only had 16 points, but and, and I think he kind of backed away as Tatum had it going. Six of 15 is not bad. If he hits one more shot, then that percentage looks looks fine. I'm not going to go too crazy with that. I thought he he managed the game really well. Four assists, three rebounds. I mean, a couple of mistakes there, a couple of turnovers, but Jalen had, I think, a, a, pretty, a pretty good game for himself as well. And so at the starting five, this might be the most encouraging game so far for that starting five, for those five guys that we look at as the the starters for this this team here the the starters that we're looking to to rely on moving forward the bench surprisingly surprisingly not productive in this one uh the Malcolm Brogdon had a bad game only 2 points they feel like every once in a while Brogdon just delivers a stinker uh he had two horrible turnovers at the end of the game where it looked like the game was in hand and he just, just eh, whatever, step out of bounds, throw the ball away. Darius Garland hits a three-pointer. All of a sudden, it's like a seven-point game. And I really do feel like Donovan Mitchell came out of the game. It was like 15 or 16 at that point. 
And he said, all right, I'm done. And when Donovan Mitchell said, I'm done, the Celtics said, oh, the, the Cavs are done. They, they give up. And so we're just going to screw around a little bit. And they finished the game so poorly where it looked like the Cavs were one shot away from getting into clutch time. It already became a clutch game, actually. Like This game should have been just a blowout. This game will actually be on the two-minute report now. So that's interesting. But the Celtics, I'm, I'm not going to fault them so much for that. I feel like they should have obviously closed. They should have obviously closed this out. Very obviously should have closed this out. But I feel like once, once you saw Donovan Mitchell come out, they were like, okay, here we go. And, and they just started, they let go of the rope and they were expecting garbage time and, and it never came. The Cavs kept on playing, you know, credit to them. They kept on playing. So, but the bench, Brogdon, not really, you know, nothing there. Uh, Derek White was, you know, okay. You know, five assists, that's nice. But he's just kind of like, for the first time in a while, just kind of like a generic, oh yeah, he played. It was It was a game. Uh, Sam Hauser hit a couple of shots. He had a great stretch there where he, he had one stretch where he played really, really good defense. I think it was on Garland. Forced the miss, came down, hit a three-pointer. That was really good. Hauser, Hauser gave him a really good lift. That was in the, like, the second quarter. Uh, so he he did a good job. Mike Mascala, this is the interesting part of the night. Mike Mascala gets 11 and a half minutes. Grant Williams gets none, zero minutes. And Mascala didn't shoot well at all. But like I said earlier, the Celtics seem to sacrifice uh, a little bit of their perimeter. They said, Donovan Mitchell, you guys got to stop Donovan Mitchell. And we're going to try to give you some length on the back end. But basically, we're not going to get crushed on the offensive rebounds. So if you can't stop Donovan Mitchell, that's on you. The other guys, the tall guys, they're just boxing out and ready for a rebound and, and not giving them second chances. And that, that strategy basically worked. And I guess the question becomes, well, why couldn't Grant Williams box out? He should be able to box out, right? I'll talk about that in a second. Grant Williams, a DNP coach's decision. That's tough. That is tough. When you're a rotation player and you expect to get minutes, you expect to be the first or second guy off the bench. Okay, Derek White's on the bench, maybe third guy off the bench at the worst. And you aren't, you get, you're, you're the no guy off the bench, the last guy off the bench. Uh, they didn't even give him garbage time, which would have been an embarrassment, a true embarrassment. If they, if that game had gone to 20 minutes, and may, maybe Grant Williams should be thankful that they, they didn't close out strong. So he could just fade into a one night story. You didn't get, you didn't play. That's it. I feel like if he got out there for garbage time, it would have just enhanced the spotlight to say, oh yeah, here's Grant Williams. Wow. He really didn't play this whole time. And now you get the end of bench treatment. I think it's a wake up call. And it needs to be a wake-up call. And and I'm the one who came here and said, guys have to be good with coaches' decisions with this depth. 
Grant Williams has to be good with this. He has to be good with this. Now, I was talking about closing a game. I was talking about Marcus Smart when Derek White was playing great. This was against Philly. But Grant, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. And I think, as I've said on this podcast before, Grant Williams is going to be incredibly important to this team. Incredibly important to this team for their chances at winning a championship. I feel like they if he if he suddenly just falls out of the rotation, I feel like the Celtics chances of winning a championship drop significantly, you know, multiple percentage points, right? Because he's at his best a versatile defender who we saw just a few games ago guarding Joel Embiid, then switching on to uh, James Harden and, and doing a good job there. And But he's also a guy that needs to hit shots. You need to be able to count on him in that corner to hit three-pointers and take three-pointers and, and, and make, you make the defense commit and make plays, just the right plays. It feels like it feels like the recent stretch for Grant Williams has just been a really bad stretch for him. Now he talked about the arm, and I've talked about the arm. And hey, if if that's a problem, then that's a problem, and that needs to you know you need to sit down because of that. But if you're out there playing and you're trying to play through that, then play through it. Either play through it or don't. The Celtics are deep enough to to handle that. So they go with Mike Muscala and. The decision, I don't know, sort of works, partially works, because it does allow them to, to stay big. And as Missoula said postgame, if you were listening to the postgame where he talks about it let us stay in 13 a little bit more, that just means you're switching one through three. You, If you see Missoula or hear Missoula, if you're close enough, and he's calling out defensive strategies there, 13, 14, 15, that's one through three, one through four, one through five. And so if you call out 14, that center is not switching on that particular play. And you got to know, I'm fighting through this pick. I am not switching. We're in 15. 14, I'm, I'm sorry, 14 is, is that. If you're in 15, everybody's switching. Maybe I just misspoke. If you're in 15, everybody, one through five, everybody's switching. If you're one through four, 14, the center is not switching. 13, neither big is switching. It's you're only switching along the perimeter. The bigs are staying home on their on their guys. That's the defensive, that's the call. So after the game, Missoula said it allowed us to stay in 13 for longer. And he said it was just matchup-based, just matchups on the offensive end as far as spacing the floor and having rim protection. That that says a lot. I mean, you can say that Grant doesn't space the or, or should space the floor, but he doesn't protect the rim. Then if if he's if Joe has said by this point that if you need rim protection, you can't play Grant Williams. Well, now that makes the playoffs interesting. It does. I, I, I have to think about this a little bit more and maybe dive into it a little bit more tomorrow. But it, it's a clear, it's a clear 
wake-up call. Hey, Grant, I'm willing to play Mike Muscala in your place if you're not giving us the things that we need you to give us. Now, hey, anybody who's played the game at an organized level for this long, for for any length amount, uh, any length of time, you know what a slump is. You know what it's like to go through a time where you you want to do something, your body's not doing it, your head's not there. Something could be something personal, could just be a, a funk that you're in. Something could feel off. Maybe it is an injury. Lord knows, I know the feeling. And plenty of people at various levels of all of basketball, you know the feeling. The problem is at the NBA level, it's a cold business. And you could be sitting there saying, hey, man, I think I'm worth $20 million. And all of a sudden, that $12 million offer comes around because you became DNP coach's decision at the end for good reason. That's tough. And I wouldn't be surprised if Grant is sitting there wondering, Am I, am I screwing up my money? He might say he's not, and maybe he isn't. I'm not saying that he is, but he could be. And it's not out of the question that a guy who is a restricted free agent and who feels like he's worth a certain amount, but isn't in a position of power to say, well, I'm going to sign my qualifying offer because that you don't want to do that. He's not the, he's not that guy. Zion Williamson was that guy, you know, LaMelo ball before he broke his ankle was potentially that guy that, that, you know, you gotta, you gotta come in here and, and sign, you know, you're fighting for a contract and those extra millions matter. So I wouldn't be surprised if the, 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 bad games, the off nights pile up inside Grant's head because you have a few of those and it could be like, well, well, there goes, maybe, maybe it's 19, five. No, no, there's another bad game. Maybe it's 19 that I should be asking for. Oh, that was a really bad game. Oh, DNP 17, five. Like you can do, you can be doing that math in your head. That's, that's the business of the NBA, man. That's the cold, hard life of the NBA. You could be riding high one night and then you have a bad stretch in a contract year where you're not in a position of power and who knows. So Grant, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, because I do believe in Grant Williams. I do believe that he's a really good player. I do believe that he is a piece of a championship puzzle for the Celtics. He is part of a dominant bench. He is part of Boston's incredible depth and they will need him. They will need him. He has to get his mind right, his body right. Whichever one is, bo is bothering him most, both if he can, you got to do it. You got to get it right or else this whole thing is in jeopardy. And I'm not overstating that. 
to, to make up for the loss of Grant Williams puts a lot more on Tatum and Brown. And you can say they can do it, and they sure, they can do it, but for how long? And how much of an added toll does that put on their bodies? How much extra pressure does that put on everybody? I don't like that possibility. You want to have everybody healthy physically and mentally. So this, this is a hell of a, a wake-up call for Grant Williams. Very, very curious to see how he responds. And that answer might come on Friday night against the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see how that goes. I will, I will throw you a little bonus podcast afterwards. It might be 15 minutes, but it'll be a shorty, but it'll be a good one. And uh, unless, unless the Celtics get embarrassed somehow, in which case I won't because no one's going to listen to it. But if it's a good game, I will certainly give you a bonus podcast for, for your Saturday. So uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Any app will do the Celtics. I mean, the, the Lockdown Celtics podcast is there. It is on YouTube. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into that comment section on YouTube. Share your opinion. Ask questions. Get into the conversation. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about the podcast, the Celtics, all of that stuff. And share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.